chairs. Okay. Well, that was wonderful. They really sang out this year. So, okay. It's working. Father, we thank you for the kids. And when we think of Christmas, especially with all of our traditions and all, we can't help but think of children. They're the ones that kind of uh, probably enjoy it more than anybody else, Lord. We, we pray, Lord, though, as adults gathered here this morning, that we would now have ears to hear just for a few moments, really, the purpose of the birth and, and what it means to us today. We thank you, Lord, for, for you. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was, uh, first service, we had a good turnout for the first service. I thought that they would, uh, maybe they would come back for the second service. It's probably a good thing that they didn't come back. We have the junior hires up in the balcony, their new uh, spot. You guys like it up there? Yeah. Um, there are, you'll, you'll note when you're up there, not that we're encouraging you to do that, but uh, there are signatures carved into the wood up there that go back to the 30s. Well, anyway, don't do that, though. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 9. You guys know it. It's familiar. I'm sure you've heard it many times in your life. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called... Wonderful. You stop. You ponder what that means. Wonderful. Counselor. It's not wonderful counselor. It's wonderful. Stop. Counselor. Stop. Mighty God. Stop. It goes on. Everlasting Father. Stop. Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. You know, uh, I had mentioned to the first service that, that at Christmas time, you know, this is... Uh, we all have our own traditions, don't we? Some of you, maybe your tradition is is um, Christmas Eve. So that's the time you come together. And maybe tonight you'll have a nice candlelight lit uh, dinner, you know, a special meal. There should always be special meals. I'm always into special meals, if that's not apparent. Um, but maybe tonight's your night. And after you eat, you'll gather together in your living room or wherever. Maybe you'll have a fire going. You'll open up your gifts. You'll exchange gifts. Maybe traditionally it's tomorrow, tomorrow morning. If you have young children, I know how that goes. Uh, you're up before the break of dawn. You're usually waking up your parents and saying, come on, it's time, let's go. What's taking so long? Whatever your tradition might be. We know that for most of us, there's going to be gifts given and gifts received. And we're going to hear different things spoken. We're going to hear Merry Christmas, 
right? We'll hear that mentioned. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we're going to hear the words, thank you. We'll hear that mentioned a number of times, you know. Someone hands you a gift and you begin to unwrap it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so wonderful. What a blessing, you know. These are the words that we'll hear. But of course, you know, when we look at Christmas, we know that it's, it's just chucked full of tradition. I mean, we see it in our own culture, the tradition and the colors and all of that. You, you know, the early church, they did not celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh, the birth of Christ, or Christmas, Christ Mass, wasn't celebrated until around the 4th century. And, and we know that he wasn't born on December 25th. Now, you might be saying, oh, stop, stop, or I'm going to leave here, you know. You're ruining it for me, you know. Then why do we have December 25th? Well, because it was in competition with the Romans' worship of Saturn. And so they thought this would be a good day to celebrate the birth of Christ. Now, that doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me. You might say, how do you know these things? Listen, guys, remember that Mary, the mother of Jesus, well, she was there at the cross when Jesus was crucified. She was there after the resurrection. She was there after the ascension. Don't you think that Mary, if, if it was God's intention that, 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 that people celebrate, you know, the, the birth of Jesus, don't you think that Mary would have said, no, guys, you need to get it right. This was the date. This is when it happened. It happened at this time in the evening. You know, we'd have the details because we had the person who knew better, knew it all. She was there. You say, you're trying to, you're trying to strip all of my, the wonder, the miracle of Christmas. I'm not. Christmas, or the birth of Christ, or as we know from a biblical standpoint, the incarnation. Remember the list? The list, everlasting Father, eternal God. I mean, the Bible's clear that Jesus, when he was born, unlike us, it's not that that's when his life began. That was the incarnation. He is God. He is eternal. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Remember the titles that we have of him and other places like the book of Revelation? There is no beginning with him. There is no end with him. He is eternal. But the incarnation is so wonderful when you think about it. You know, the kids, they were singing, and there are different words that, that we hear. We hear the word light. Light. That's always associated with Christmas. Well, why is that? Is that a traditional thing? Well, no, no, no. We know that the shepherds, they were out in the darkness, and a light shone around them. And the angels began to sing and declare, you know, hey, unto you, in essence, unto you, a, a child is given, the son is born, you know. Light. The incarnation, God in the flesh, he comes to the earth. Don't you ever just stop and, and think of the wonder of that? I mean, you think of how God could have done anything. He could have had Jesus, you know, Jesus could have come uh, at 33. He could have said, listen, I've got a week to accomplish what I need to accomplish. We're going to get it done. We're going to do it now. But what do we have? We have Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, who lives really 30 years of his life with not many people knowing about him. 
I'm sure that the people of his city, Nazareth, knew about him. But I know from the scriptures that there was always probably this derogatory, yeah, you know the story about that kid, don't you? His mother became pregnant before her and her husband, Joseph, came together. Culturally, we accept that without even batting an eye, but I'm telling you back then, it would have been a big deal, a big hurdle to overcome. Jesus, we see him at 12 years of age. He's reasoning with the religious leaders in the temple. They're amazed that he knows what he knows. And then he drops from the pages of the Bible. And then he appears. Where does he appear? Well, in the wilderness. You have John the Baptist, this Elijah-type character. I mean, he's even dressed like Elijah. He's got camel hair, leather belt. His diet is locust. He's out there, and he's crying out, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We don't know how long he was doing that before Jesus came along. And John draws the attention of the crowd, and he says, behold, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The scripture tells us that two of John's disciples left John to follow Jesus. Beautiful. You say, what's your point? We know these things. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child. Let me, let me read it here. I'm, I'm getting it out of order here. For unto us a child is born. This speaks of his humanity. Unto us a son is given. This speaks of his deity. Jesus, his incarnation prophesied. Prophesied by Balaam. Some believe it was 4,000 years before it happened. Balaam, he was a prophet for profit. Meaning he wanted to get money to curse the children of Israel. The problem was every time he opened his mouth, he blessed Israel. He couldn't help it. And in the process of this blessing, he talks about seeing a star afar off. And one that, that the star is really focusing on. Speaking of Jesus, 4,000 years before the incarnation, Balaam prophesies about it. Isaiah, we're in Isaiah chapter 9. But in Isaiah chapter 7, we read that familiar portion of scripture in verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall give or shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name, remember, Emmanuel. What does it mean? God with us. God with us. Jesus came for one purpose. John knew what the purpose was. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, I didn't see it because we cut our worship down so that the kids could sing at this service. But at the first service, some of the backdrops on the worship songs that we were doing, um, I, I made mention of them because they, I, I, I like those. I like it when you have a manger, you know, you have the, the, the little feeding trough where they laid baby Jesus. And then in the backdrop, you have the cross. I always love pictures like that because they're biblically accurate. I mean, when you consider the message of the cross, it really began before the incarnation, before the birth of Christ, and it remains to the present day 
But it just speaks to the fact that Jesus, guys, if we think that God keeps coming up with these great ideas and they keep falling through, if we think that Jesus, you know, he, he came and the purpose was to be so loving and, and so approachable and so appealing that people would just be drawn to him and, and as they're drawn to him, they would realize, you know, well, we should be good people. We should just stop sinning, you know. If you think that that was God's plan, it wasn't. Christ came, the sinless one, to die on the cross for sinners. You say, who are you speaking about? I'm speaking of all of us here. I'm speaking of everyone in this world. You might not like it, but it doesn't matter. It's the truth. Christ came to die for sinners. And this is what Christmas is all about. Most people, especially in the world today, they really like baby Jesus. Who wouldn't like a perfect baby? Doesn't cry, doesn't, you know, offend, doesn't, you know, we'd like baby Jesus. Oh, I'd like to hold baby Jesus. The problem is, is that baby Jesus grew up and he had some things to say and he had some things to do. And they became a stumbling block to people. And people are turned off, not toward baby Jesus. They're turn, turned off toward adult Jesus. Jesus came to die. I hope that you've benefited. Unto us, a child is born. A son is given. Unto who? Unto who? Well, unto Israel. Jesus says, I've not come but to the lost sheep of Israel. So it's to Israel he came. Yes, it's to Israel. Unto us a child is born. Unto who? Well, the Bible goes on to say, unto the whole world. John 3.16, it's, it's a gospel in miniature. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Unto us, who? The whosoevers, the remainder of John 3.16, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the purpose. In one sense, we could say that's the purpose of Christmas. That's the purpose of Easter. That's the purpose of it all. <laughs> that's the purpose of creation. Unto us a child is born. I hope that you could say, unto who? And then quickly answer, unto me. Unto me. The Bible says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. When you exchange gifts tonight, tomorrow, whenever you do it, whatever your tradition is, wouldn't you think it's strange if you, you spent the time, you, you made the gift, or you went out and you shopped uh, for that gift, and you got that gift, and you put that gift in a box, and you wrapped that gift up with beautiful wrapping paper, and maybe put a ribbon around it, and, and you were so excited about giving that gift to, you know, whoever you bought it for, made it for. And you take the gift and you lay it on the lap of the person and you say, here it is, 
Merry Christmas. And they take their hand and push the gift off their lap onto the floor and say, no thanks, not interested. Wouldn't you be shocked? I would be so shocked. I would think, oh gosh, what's wrong with this person? You might ask questions like, what have I done to offend you? Why wouldn't you receive this gift? There's no strings attached. It's Christmas after all. You say, what's your point, Dan? The child, the son that was given, was given to the whole world. And yet, sadly, the majority of the world has said, no thanks, not interested. I don't want it. Why not? There's strings attached. Oh, yes, there are strings attached. There's always strings attached. Like believing and abiding and loving and cherishing and worshiping and telling others about him. There's plenty of strings attached. But the blessings far outweigh the strings, yes. I hope, you know, I do this every Christmas. I, I mentioned to the first service that, that as a pastor, you know, when you consider the fact that we have, you know, more than one service, and I've been doing this for a long, long time, I've probably done about over 50 Christmas messages. And in one sense, I could say, if you've heard one, you've heard them all. Because I always, well, I do the same thing I do at weddings and the same thing I do at memorial services <laughs> and the same thing I do whenever people who are not likely to come to church, whenever they're there, I do it. I talk about salvation found in Christ alone. Because you know, guys, we want you to place your faith in Christ. It's, it's not like we get brownie points, you know. We don't get any little stars in heaven if you, you know, come to faith in Christ. But I'll tell you the blessings, your sins will be wiped away. You'll be forgiven and forgotten, the scripture says. The Bible's clear, no one's good enough. We're all sinners, but the sinless one, Christ, came, he lived. He died, he rose again, he ascended into heaven. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession, which means he prays for us. That's a string I, I, I like. He prays for us, ever prays for us. So believe it or not, and if you're a visitor, you think, oh, hasn't this gone long enough? But if you're a regular, you know that you're about to experience a Christmas miracle. And the Christmas miracle is is that I'm done. <laughs> and I'm never done this quick. And we're going to do one last song, and then we invite you to come downstairs. We have refreshments downstairs. We have cookies and some uh, coffee and tea and hot chocolate for the kids. And so we encourage you to come downstairs and just uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I'll tell you, the way it could be greater than you ever expected is for you personally to get along with the Lord and say, Lord, 
save me. Forgive me. Wash me. Let's stand together, please.